Hey folks, SH1T coming to you live. I'm just going to talk the event of the day. Um, this is mentally exhausting. I actually recorded a podcast and deleted it to get my thoughts together on everything that was going on. Uh, first off, thank everyone for listening. I got the best numbers that I'd had um, since, I think, April 19. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, share it. Tell your friends. Do everything you can. I'm an idiot. I understand that. I'm not the most loquacious or eloquent speaker, and I keep saying the word loquacious, like loquaciously. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's been great. I enjoy it. And uh, thank God I'm doing this because I can. it's an outlet. And yes, I'm an idiot. I used other outlets. I probably should stop doing that. But uh, it is what it is. All right. Enjoy. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. How simple was it to get rid of a pandemic virus that killed, to date, or at least on the 29th of May, 109,000 people according to the CDC? Now, I've always been ranging it, 129,000, 89,000, but that's not what we're talking about today, right? Why would we do that? I did hear an interesting article um, or a conversation about the, the true effect of it. And, and in, e in economic terms, you have uh, this percentage of risk equals death, this percentage of risk equals 10 weeks of lost work, or some sort of effect, and then whatever percentage effect uh, equals nothing, right? Because 70% or 80% of people are asymptomatic that get it or, or yeah, that get it are asymptomatic. Um, X amount of people won't get it anyways. Uh, the 20% that do get it are going to have some serious complications or issues, and then 3% of those people will die. So you can basically do an economic formula on how this is all going to work out. All prices are going to go up. So uh, supply has been restricted and many forms, restaurants, um, gyms, uh, food, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so supply is, the demand hasn't really changed, or maybe it has in certain areas. Like people are going to be less likely to go out to restaurants. People are going to go uh, maybe change their eating habits to some extent. Uh, obviously, you can't go to Targets anymore for other reasons, but you can go and do those sort of, like, so all prices will go up because you have more, you have more cash now. So savings did go up in the last quarter, um, and spending went down uh, crazily. 40 million people unemployed um, uh, since, I think, 10 weeks since this whole thing started. And this is, I think, is the, the foundation of the riots that are occurring in, in 38 cities. And bear with me before I go that. It's the backstory, I guess, the history. Because there's more, there's more backstory, and this is why I'm ignorant on the topic and the, and the subject, but uh, it's definitely a cause of, it, it's a, definitely a con contributing factor I think, to the riots that are going on currently. Neither here nor there. Um, I'm not too intelligent uh, to speak about the historical black oppression and violence or whatever the case is. I have a different take on it, obviously. So I will let uh, Killer Mike, <laughs> of all people, um, I under of all the arguments that I had heard, I understood his the most. I don't agree with everything that he says in his statements, but I do understand w exactly what he's saying. There's a cost and there's a price to everything that you're doing, and then this is not the way to do it. There are other ways to do it because they're destroying, or at the time of his speech, they just were destroying or destroying or destroyed the city of Atlanta, which was where it came from. So he's the, uh, 
like he knows both sides of the perspective, right? He has family that are police officers, and he obviously is black. So has infinite me, infinitely more knowledge on the subject than I do. And so I'm going to let him get into a talk or uh, reach out to that and do that whole thing, let him uh, wax poetically, and then I'll give my thoughts on this stupid, stupid, stupid time that we live in. I didn't want to come, and I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Uh-huh. My cousin is an Atlanta City police officer. And my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers, down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta, that even after becoming police, had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment. Because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable Chiefs and deputy chiefs, Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw, and we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better. Right now, we don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, home of Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but charred and ash? CNN, Ted did a great thing. I love CNN, I love Cartoon Network, but I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful, give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. 
I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, fa a son from a mother like the policemen did. When a man yells for his mother in duress and pain and she's dead, he is essentially yelling, please, God, don't let it happen to me. And we watch that. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done and in fact we will get better than we've been? We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. You don't have to worry about going to jail for some petty. We got smart enough to decriminalize marijuana. How smart are we going to be in the next 15 or 20 years to keep us ahead of this curve? So that much like when South Africa suffered apartheid, you had Andy and other politicians that could make sure that Atlanta said, Coca-Cola, we love you. But if you don't pull out of South Africa, we're going to leave. We're not going to drink Coca-Cola anymore. Coca-Cola jumped on their side and apartheid ended. So we have an opportunity now because I'm mad. I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize, and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. You got a prosecutor sent your partner to jail and you know it was bullshit, put a new prosecutor in there. Now's your election to do it. You want a different senator that's more progressive that pro marijuana through? Now is the time to do that. But it is not time to burn down your own home. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. I hate Atlanta's not perfect for as good as we are. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose Atlanta, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions. I would like for the Atlanta City Police Department to bring back the Community Review Board, one that Alice Johnson was formerly under, under Chief Turner. We need a review board here ahead of it before an officer does some stupid shit. We need to get ahead of it. That's my recommendation to my mayor and my chief. Let's get a review board. Let's get ahead of it. And let's give them power. We don't need an officer that makes a mistake once, twice, three times, and finally he kills a boy on national TV, and the next thing you know, the country is burning down. We don't need a dumbass president repeating what segregation is said. You start looting, we start shooting. But the problem is some officers black and some people are going to shoot back. And that's not good for our community either. I love and respect you all. I hope that we find a way out of it because I don't have the answers. But I do know we must plot, we must plan, we must strategize, organize, and mobilize. Thank you for allowing me some time to speak. I'd like to appreciate our chief for what she said on YouTube. I thought it was very bold to do. I'd like to appreciate our mayor for talking to us like a black mama and telling us to take our ass at home. And I'd like to talk, like to thank my friend for convincing me to come here. And I'll defer to Joe Beasley now because he knows a hell of a lot more than we do. Thank you. So if you support looting, rioting, or violence to get your point across, you are astoundingly stupid. You are adult. You are ignorant. That's, that's my feelings about you and your perception. And it's all over social media. And so, if so facto, it's probably quite a bit... Uh, prevalent thought in society these days. Un-American, yeah, not good. And I'll get into where we're, where basically we're headed and how it looks in the digital world. I'm not there, obviously, which is great. Fucking fantastic. But if you justify the protests and you, you're, I mean, the two arguments that I saw people were posting uh, pretty regularly was Ka uh, Colin Kaepernick and the statements were to the effect of, both well, pre-post, but the statements were to the effect of Hey, if you were ridiculing or protesting or, or dismissing them now, maybe you're looking now, right? So if you dismissed Cap's peaceful peaceful protest and didn't agree with his stance, wake up and like here's the next thing, right? Now you can't you can't argue about what's going on in Minneapolis because you didn't um, uh, get to or you didn't support Cap when he kneeled. 
and there here's the point i guess the whole overall point that i'm just realizing is that all this started because a piece of shit white cop kneeled and killed a man george floyd because he kneeled on him for nine minutes and used the use of excessive force and three other officers officers stood by while it happened and a guy kneeled on him and killed him and that was the original start of this whole thing and notice that it took me five minutes to even mention his death because that's that's where we're at now this happened about 72 96 hours ago and it took me five minutes to mention that the actual event that that spurred everything because that's not what's what it what it's about anymore it's not about the death of a black man by the hands of a white officer obviously it, that's that's gone now. It's now uh, anarchy and left wing collectivism is the new way or world order, and that's why they're all running around trying to fuck everything up. Like that's what it's turned into. Their uh, their protests have been co opted. So some of the protests have been peaceful that I've seen walking around. I totally support um, the right to protest, organize, mobilize, and go out and vote and do like do your thing. Like do it that way within the system. But they don't want to play within the system. They want to tear down the system. They want to burn the system. And you heard that with uh, Killer Mike's uh, stuff. He, he felt like, emotionally, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people did, when they initially saw that they wanted to burn the system down. And that emotional outrage has flown across the states to some extent. I, don't, I think a lot of this, some of it is because of George Floyd's deaths, but a lot of it is left-wing anarchists co-opting a protest or an event to try to take over America because Trump is racist and blah, blah, blah. If you believe Trump is a racist, you're an idiot. Um, the looting, shooting uh, tweet, the thugs, people got really upset about uh, Trump using the word thugs. Barack Obama used that shit in 2015 to uh, describe what uh, Baltimore protesters were doing. So stop with the nonsense. Um, I guess it's a matter of perspective when you hear him say looting and shooting. So uh, Killer Mike has a better perspective on segregationist history than I do. Maybe I should get wise and learn up, but on the same token, maybe you should fucking read a history book, you dumb motherfuckers. Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing? If Have you read a history book? You, you know where this is headed, and this is headed exactly where it's supposed to be headed. Like, this is, history tells you you're headed exactly where it's headed. People, I guess I'll, if I get a thought back, I'll run back to that. But fuck, idiots. So they expect you to read and write and understand their history, but they yet they refuse to learn American history or history in general uh, to understand that socialism is bad, communism is bad, and there's no end to this with the exception of the death of millions of people for multiple reasons. That's where we're headed. Um, and these warnings were very early, like when Antifa was doing – like all the warning signs were there. All this uh, protesting uh, for Antifa – uh, starting up like the warning signs are there people using violence because their voices i guess that that's the one argument you have my voice isn't heard so i gotta resort to violence that's not how it works you don't get to inflict violence on somebody because your point is fucking stupid which that's the point right the george floyd death as as abhorrent as it was is less it's it's an outlier right it's not the norm which is what they would want you to think that it is and it's not it's not something that happens every day in America. You and you—they don't—they don't care about fucking statistics or looking at shit and understanding the actual big picture. Of what's going on? They want to have an emotional reaction to one thing because they're—they're they're oppressed. That's their—that's their narrative. I'm an—I'm an oppressed person, and that's what everybody's saying. You see people posting uh, on social media. The second one is white privilege. White privilege. This. White privilege. That. Fuck you. I grew up in a small town where my last name was th the same as calling a racial slur or epithet. That, that's what I dealt with for the first 18 years of my life. But because I'm white and people want to argue, they don't like because I can't understand their racial outtake. So I can't understand what it is to be a murderer or I can't understand that murder is bad because I'm not a murderer is essentially their argument. So I don't know what it's like to be black because I've never been black. So just shut your fucking mouth and run. Same thing. I'm the woman. Blah, blah, blah. Hear me roar. You can't have a formed opinion because you don't know anything then you need to shut the fuck up too about shit that's out of your thing. You don't know how to run anything. Like, that's, you can't operate that way. You can have an opinion. You can have free speech. It's in the fucking First Amendment of the Constitution. But that's what, they don't want that. They don't want that. You keep your mouth shut. It's, it's collectivism. It's communism. It's socialism, right? And guess what? The dragnet's going to catch you. It's going to get you. That, the, the book I'm reading, uh, parsing through 600 pages, that's what happens. It's a 20 to 30 year process, and when the historians come back and read about this whole thing, who knows where they're going to point the finger at and start. 
they're probably going to point at 2016 and say, or 2017, January 20th, and say, history started when Donald Trump went in and America became racist then, and everybody's, and that's, that's why it's justified. Neglecting the complete fact that I've covered in previous podcasts that when Barack Obama was elected in 2008, it was a real unifying moment for the country. I was like, oh, fucking sweet, awesome. It prob- For most, I would say for 99 to 95% of people in America, when Barack Obama was elected in 2008, it was a unifying moment for the country. And then what happened? He sided with the bankers in the 2008 financial crisis. And that was the death knell of his presidency fucking 18 months in or 10 months in. Like he sided with the, the system. And that was the start. And it was six to seven years of failure, six to seven years of um, basically divisive politics. And then 18 months at the end of his um, presidency was executive orders. And you, maybe you can throw a hissy fit and say America wasn't ready and all that other fun stuff and America's racist and whatever, but you don't get to run out and throw a brick through a window because that's the case. That's not what you get to do. Life, liberty, responsibility. Treat others as you want to be treated. Don't covet that neighbor's goods. All these things that are just thrown in the annals of time uh, where people are just completely disregarding what's going on. And I, I, I told you, uh, March 15th, 2020, the world was another way, and now it is different. And I didn't think riots were the way this was going to happen, but I thought social engineering was the way of the future. But now we've, we've stepped off on a whole new path. That's why I think coronavirus is a fundamental or foundational issue on this because people were locked up for two months, and then this occurred, this event, this fucking horrible event, and, and I haven't heard anybody defend it. Uh, a, a white cop killing a black man fucking by kneeling on the back of his head for nine minutes. There's no training. There's no nothing that justifies it. He's been charged uh, and arrested, uh, third-degree murder charges. The other three have not yet, but the FBI and the Department of Justice are conducting an investigation to do that. Nobody's defended that 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 I've heard or aware of, and if you defend the death of George Floyd, you you need to be ostracized from society. You, You are not the right thinking person. And in the same sense, if you think that violence, looting, and rioting is the way to, uh, instead of peaceful uh, assembly and protest, then you probably need to be ostracized from a society as well. Um, the third point, so the first point was, hey, if you didn't get with caps kneeling, you can't complain about the violent protest. Yes, you can. You can fucking argue. You don't have to agree with camp, and you don't have to agree, agree with violent protest. There's a fucking logic tree that make, makes no sense. And they always ask you, well, you don't get the point. And then the, your retort to that is, what's the point? And they lose their shit. And then here comes spout lefty nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. All you have to do is a simple question. What is the point of your argument? Blah, blah, blah. That's all they do. Because I want to know what the point of your argument is. Like, why can't I disagree with Colin Kaepernick kneeling against the American flag and the national anthem? I don't. I, I didn't say he couldn't do it. I disagree with the fact that he did, right? He has the right to kneel. But I didn't. I don't agree with him kneeling. And I don't think that he should kneel, but he has the right to do that. Why can't I have the same position of you should not be able to riot, loot, or violence? And I don't agree that that you should do that for many reasons on a video that you're seeing now. Buildings burning, uh, people getting stomped out in the middle of the streets, people getting shot, uh, security guards dying uh, of all races, flavors, and colors. Like It's not just affecting any like any one person it's affecting a lot of people a lot of businesses and millions of millions and millions of dollars of waste for complete stupidity um so that first one the second one was the whole white privilege debate and you can't you can't speak on things that you're not a part of if you're not a woman you can't speak on this if you're not black you can't speak on this well then why does everybody speak on white male topics right so shut like the logical fallacy of your argument it gets destroyed immediately, and it's antithetical to free speech, right? I may be stupid. I may be needed, but that's why we talk and discuss about it, and you learn more, and you get smarter, um, which is what I do when I reach out and ask a tough question. I want to get smarter. It's not to be a dick. 50% of it is to be a dick because I'm already pointing out your hypocrisy because I actually fucking read books and look at stats, but I'm not the smartest guy in the block. Maybe you have an opinion or something or something I haven't seen before. That will make me smarter, and that's my quest for knowledge, as as is many people's quest for knowledge. But these people don't want knowledge. These lefties do not want knowledge. They want to destroy and burn down everything that we stand for and exist, and that's something that 
over time will not abide. Like they can run this, they can run this shell game for as long as they want, um, but it's not going to work out too well if they continue on this path. Um, they've their primary organization has been designated a terror organization, Antifa, and people are just kind of still sitting back and waiting, and understanding the the grievance and the violence. But you won't you won't understand it until I mean. I mean, the counter-argument is I will understand it, and that's somebody. That's what somebody pointed out to me. Oh, when you when your daughter gets called this, that, and the other, or when your son gets fucking pulled home in a body bag, then you'll understand what racism is. Fucking moronic. Moronic, right? Maybe I'll have a better perspective, but that's a fucking stupid argument. I can't have an opinion on something because I don't, I don't X, Y, and Z. Fucking ignorance at the highest degree. Uh, the third one was... Oh, the Boston Tea Party was, uh, well, everybody supported that, and it, it led to a revolution in America. <laughs> and then, uh, because that argument failed, oh, Jesus Christ, or somebody in Roman times fucking, uh, rioted? Somebody, somebody tell me about that. Oh, the, the, the NASDAQ in Tulsa, Oklahoma was, was rioted and burnt down, and I don't hear you talking about that. <laughs> so, first off, the Tea Party, somebody explained this quite well. That it was, uh, and it was in response to some tax act. The rioters dressed up in Native American gear, aka racist gear, went and didn't burn down everything on their way over there. They just went to the source of the problem and fucking threw the tea off the thing, stole their shit, and walked away. Right? They didn't burn down the entire city based on uh, a problem that they had with this particular organization, whatever. So that argument got completely wrecked. And now people are pointing, throwing spaghetti on the wall, pointing to obscure revolutionary protests to find out what, like, to justify what was going on or what is happening in the states right now. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, fucking, why don't you pick something that is more, I don't know, that more than three people have read about. Uh, people know about the Boston Tea Party. I haven't heard shit about the Roman revolt to whatever, and I'm pretty sure Rome is not part of America. Please somebody point that out to me. And then the, uh, the Tulsa... Black Nasdaq revolt was what somebody did. So I, I posted a response to a, uh, to a Tea Party uh, thing saying, oh, if you, if you supported the Tea Party, why can't you support these protests? Posted that response. And then people were like, okay, that makes a lot of sense, which is kind of the ultimate argument where you want to end. And somebody said, well, what about the riots in Tulsa, Oklahoma, about the Black Nasdaq? I was like, what, the, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, put, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, post some post some facts. Like, tell me tell me about it. I'm not read up. Let me know. And he's like, well, uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Post something about it. Uh, no. Okay, go away. If you're not going to do any work to tell me like what the hell you're talking about, I'm not going to do any work for you. So, the inability to accept basically it's a free speech attack. Like like I've went through earlier. You're not this, so you can't speak about this. That's an attack on free speech. Even though my thoughts may be ignorant on it. I'm, I'm talking to learn. My, I'm opening my mouth to learn. I think I've, since I've done this podcast, I've been a lot smarter uh, on these things. Still dumb in many areas, but I've, I've become much better in arguing, arguing. And I was, yeah, I was prepared for the moments that were going on. And it's stupid that I'm on social media. I totally get it. But I was prepared for the moments of these, these ignorant arguments that I'm about to go through uh, shortly. But you have to be able to speak freely, accept criticism of your arguments that don't make any sense. America's not racist. I don't care how many fucking times you tear down buildings and blow shit down. America, there is racism in America. There are bad things in America, but America is not racist. It's it's more, much more good than bad. And the, the mere fact that the media dropped coronavirus like a fucking X date and picked up this George Floyd story is fucking horrific. They have free speech rights just like I do. But what they do is so devastating and detrimental to the country that I wish, I wish, I wish that they're funding... Whoever funds them would get pulled. The The free market will take care of them eventually, but the damage that they have wrought and done because of Orange Man Bad is incalculable. They are a primary, in my humble opinion, they are a primary arbiter of the coronavirus hysteria. And then uh, this, because of the coronavirus hysteria, people were itching to do something. And when George Floyd was murdered, this is what this is the consequence of that. So there, the media's actions, and uh, uh, Killer Mike talked about that. The media's actions for at least 75 days have perpetuated event, what is going on. Like, they've got their wish. They've got their orange man bad. Um, uh, defend a point of view. So Colin Kaepernick kneels down. Um, 
and doesn't defend his point of view. He just says, all cops are pigs. Okay, that's not, that's obviously not true. Yes, they are. America's racist. Uh, no, that's not true. Yes, it is. Uh, burn it all down. No, it's fucking stupid. Read a history book, see what happens. Like, a lot of, a lot of death. Fucking black people are going to die too. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to get a job. Not really. Ugh. Kaepernick, that's the ideologue right now. That's the, that's the symbol of this protest is Colin Kaepernick. Okay, great. Um, and then resort to violence if you're, if you're, uh, if your opinion isn't hurt. Uh, no, like you can't walk up to somebody in a transaction and because they don't want to buy your trailer park or they don't want to buy this thing, you walk up to somebody's house, hey, I'm going to sell you this, uh, cigarette butt. Uh, no. And then, okay, fuck you. Give me your wallet. I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Like that's, that's the society that you're, uh, uh lobbying for. <sighs> so... Yeah, for those people that are still listening and want to hear facts, like, the fact of the matter is that police shootings of black Americans is 40% of all police shootings. And that's the, that's the closest thing, because I don't have uh, white cops kneeling down on suspects and smothering them, even though this did occur in 2016 in Dallas. An uh, individual was hyped up on methamphetamines, uh, kicked at the cops, and all three of them were, like, laughing and joking, and they kneeled on him. They they restrained him, subdued him, and he suffocated. Didn't see any riots in 2016. It was okay. Um, di- didn't see any riots when five fucking cops were shot in Dallas by, I forget the, the guy, but does it really matter, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, African Americans or blacks are 40%, give or take, uh, the, the deaths behind... Uh, Black or cop shootings, you have you have these horrible incidents where they want to point to. Um, you see in all these posts, which they're all they all fucking suck, right? The South Carolina shooting where the guy shoots and plants a gun in the back, uh, the uh, the George Floyd uh, smothering death, uh, uh, hands up, don't shoot. The one where the guy reached in the car, okay, great. Trayvon Martin's one fucked up one where a neighborhood watch guy George Zimmerman goes up and uh, uh, basically engages in a conflict, uh, uses standard ground law to murder somebody. Shouldn't have done that, but he got acquitted and got off. Like, that's, that's fucked. All that's fucked up. That's four to five to ten instances where they want to say, oh, that drives America. America's racist. There are bad cops. There are bad actors. There are racist cops. There are bad actors. Um, but, you know, it's not the prevalent, prevalent thing. The, the, the underlying issue here that nobody wants to talk about is that police forces are uh, underpaid, undertrained, and overtaxed, and then bad people are able to seep into the system, and then this shit happens. But nobody wants no, nobody wants to raise their city taxes uh, to train people uh, up, or they want to handcuff them where they can't enforce petty criminals laws. So all this COVID stuff, where uh, people were getting zero bails, being able to commit a petty crime under a thousand, you can't start a business like you just as you would get the coronavirus tax when you like uh, like it's more expensive because of supply and demand. If you can lose $1,000 at a drop of a hat, what business can you start? So, unfortunately, somebody has to police petty crime because businesses can't run if you don't have petty crime policing. So who does that? Like, these, these are all, like, legit conversations that can be had, not burn it all down. But nobody wants to have these conversations. Nobody was—who the fuck was here before the George Floyd death? Where were you? Why were you not pes- petitioning your government at all? You were just running along with it, and now it's a fucking problem? Fucking idiots. Um, but yeah, there are 40% of deaths, get, get through my point, 40% of deaths, um, but they're only 12% of the population. And you're going to hear that argument all the time from lefties, totally neglecting the fla- fact that the Latinos are 70, 17% of the population and less of the deaths. So that's logic flaw, number one. Number two, uh, African-Americans, blacks make up 50%, over 50% of violent crime, right? So that's not racist because it would, it's, if that's racist, then the... Uh, jail system is sexist because over 90% of convicts are male, right? Violent offenders are male. So that's, if you're looking at statistics and you want the statistics to be 50-50-50 or level across the board, and that's an indicator of racism, then obviously our system is sexist too. That's the logic tree you walk down. Walk down. Nobody likes to look at intra-race violence. 80% of uh, black on, or every 80% of African American or black deaths are black homicides are black caused right so the offender is black kills a black guy 84 percent 
Nobody wants to talk about that. Nine people died in Chicago the weekend of the George Floyd death. Nobody's protesting or writing about that. Right? Nobody wants to talk about that shit. They just want to point at one specific instance and say that that shapes their worldview. Don't want to look at every the whole picture, just one specific entrance in, instance because they because they're oppressed. That's the whole thing. And oh, I'm not playing an oppressor versus oppressed. Yes, you are. That's exactly what you're doing. If you believe that cops, all cops are bad, cops are racist, and America is racist, that's what you're doing. You're playing the oppressor versus oppressed narrative. So if you believe that, like if you believe that, then you believe women should get equal pay. Like you, you do the one, the one uh, variable analysis that all, like right now, women get equal pay. Or you believe that women get 77 cents to the dollar of men work. That's what you believe. If you believe this, that protest violence and uh, shit is uh, justified. You also believe the Me Too movement. Even though your presidential nominee, um, and they're both shit, uh, your presidential nominee is accused of a sexual assault, right? Or sexual harassment. And you, you obviously showed that you care about Me Too because of Brett Kavanaugh, but that's but you dismiss Tara Reid's accusations. If you care about looting and violence, you you care about me too, but only when it affects your people. And that's how like, you can point out your hypocrisy already. Um, it's not about it's not about George Floyd. It's not about um, the death of George Floyd at all. It's about power. That's what it's turned into. They want to control the system. They want to control government, and they want their little socialist utopia, their collectivism, their way of life to be the rule of law. I, I've already heard it. Um, uh, people, people arguing that American history is worse than socialism, collectivism, or uh, like basically Russia's and China's Maoist history and Russia's Stalin-Leninist history is better than uh, America's history, slavery, right? All history, like that's the equi equivocation that they make, and that's where they want to head. So the, the book that I'm having the fortunate time to read at this exact same time, The Dragnet Catches Everyone. It'll catch me like earlier than it catches you maybe, but it, there's always something that gets you. You're a man. You're white. You have a job. You have things. You have a TV. Uh, you said this at one time, uh, and, and that was uh, somebody threatened me <laughs> to call me at work uh, because of my, my uh, political point of view. So, yeah, your political point of view is another way. That gets you. But somebody threatened to call uh, work because he said, I, the individual said that I had to experience racism to understand what they were going through, which I've already said is a fucking ignorant and stupid statement. I called him a fucking idiot, which I shouldn't have. I should have probably used more colorful words. And then there's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to call you at work. You better watch what you're saying, buddy. Blah, 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 blah. Even though he reached out and said to me that my children had to either A, get yelled at or called racial epithets. Or they had to come home in a box for me to understand the plight of the black American. Like, that's the st that's where we're at now, right? So you can't have free speech. You can't talk at all on this because you have to do this, that, and the other. And it the logical fallacy never ends, and it always changes where they want to. You've noticed, you've seen the goalposts change every single moment on the, uh, just pay attention to the uh, Mike Flynn case or the uh, Russia hoax or the Ukraine hoax. You see the goalposts move, and that's that's their argument style. It's not, it's never enough. And that's the tyranny one step at a time. It just keeps going and going and going and going until all of a sudden everything's in ashes and then you swing the pendulum back to like, okay, you guys can build it back again to the way it was. Please save us. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, the oppressor versus oppressed narrative is not going to work out too well. Um, other things that need to study is Matthew's Law and the Pareto uh, Principle. I need to read up on these as well. But let's say that you get your wish and everybody starts out with 50% of everything, right? And, that, and that's impossible to do. Many people have to die to get here. But let's say you finally get to that uh, uh, that that uh, that eventual conclusion or reality that you're seeking. What happens when somebody trades something for somebody or somebody figures something out or do whatever? Do you take that away from them? So then you have no creative incentive whatsoever so everybody dies right or um do you let the system go back again because eventually when everybody goes gets 50 percent uh the matthew law and the Pareto distribution 
says that basically everything's going to shift back to the the point or the one percent, right? Because um, because of competence hierarchies, there's going to be something that some somebody produces that everybody's going to want, and they're all going to do something to get it. Either exchange money, exchange services, uh, do that, right? So that's the from everything. Uh, what is Matthew's law? You've heard, heard Peterson say this many times. From uh, those who have everything, or those who have something, everything will be given. From those who have nothing, everything will be taken. That's the Pareto distribution, and everything shifts to the to the one percent, right? That's where we go. Like money is a prime example of the Pareto. Um, if you live in North America and you have thirty four thousand dollars, you are in the one percent worldwide, right? Um, and money has shifted that way due to America's economy, right? But that's uh. All right. you, you realize that if you make over $34,000, you are the 1%. So good luck with that. Um, people are justifying the slippery slope. And this to top it all off, this is why the Second Amendment is so important. Like you need the Second Amendment. None of this bullshit about the gun grabbing, that shit is over. Like there, no, no registration, no fucking whatever. Get you a gun, protect your family, protect yourself. That dude got stomped out in Dallas because he tried to protect his business uh, one uh, source is saying that he was actually chasing down protesters. The other was saying that he was um, uh, defending his property. I don't know what the actual story is. We'll figure it out. But the dude got stomped out uh, to near death and went through. Like, security guard got shot. Uh, they died. Some lady got shot uh, entering a, a, a store. Defend yourself, man. Fucking ridiculous. All right. That's my, uh, that's my two cents on the, the riots. Fucking... If you support the riots, you're a fucking idiot. That's all I gotta say. All right, on to maybe sports, maybe something else. I don't know. We'll see. Hardly the first time something like this has happened in America. Spasms of destructive violence are a recurring feature of our history. In fact, of every country's history. The ideologues will tell you that the problem is race relations, or capitalism, or police brutality, or global warming. But only on the surface. The real cause is deeper than that, and it's far darker. What you're watching is the ancient battle between those who have a stake in society and would like to preserve it, and those who don't and seek to destroy it. Underneath it all, this violence doesn't have that much to do with the behavior of the Minneapolis Police Department. For evidence, watch this tape. It's from the 1992 riots in Los Angeles. It was shot almost 30 years ago. It could have been shot this afternoon. It's not right! It's not right! The first thing you notice about that video, in addition to how overwhelmingly sad it is, is that it's not a racial dispute. The elderly man could be the grandfather of the young rioters swarming around him. But that's misleading. They are nothing at all alike. The old man is fighting to defend civilization. He's armed only with a hammer, but he's trying. The young men are working to tear it down. And those are the battle lines. They always are. Which side in that war have our leaders taken? Well, watch carefully, and it will become obvious. The rioters in Minneapolis and in other places act as if they're allowed to loot and burn. And in fact, they are allowed. No one stops them. The authorities don't arrest them. Instead, they pander to them, flatter them, desperately try to win their love. Why are masked lunatics setting fire to Wendy's? Because the rest of us are sinful. That's what our leaders tell us. The crimes of the mob are the punishment we deserve. That's their argument. And many seem to buy it. On a White House executive staff call just this morning, key domestic policy advisors Brooke Rollins and Jerron Smith argued that it might seem racist to say anything about the rioting in Minneapolis. Better just to let it happen. So that's what they're doing. We should have seen this coming. When you would express an opinion our leaders don't like, they call it violence. When criminals commit actual acts of violence, they call it speech. So the game is rigged. Why are the rest of us still playing it? We have more power than we think we do. Our system only functions because dutiful, normal people, people with self-control and decency and, above all, a sense of responsibility toward others, created our system. They sustain the system. They pay the bills. 
None of the thugs looting Target or the well-paid nihilists on television who are egging them on have added a thing. Nothing. Yet all of the destroyers expect that this arrangement will last forever. And you can see why, because for them, it's been a very good deal. But what exactly are you getting in return for your contributions to the system? The authorities clearly don't care about you. The police won't show up to save your life, literally. During election year, sweaty politicians claim to be on your side. It's a lie. They're not. They'll waste your time with hollow posturing. They'll feed you pointless, symbolic victories and expect you to celebrate like you've actually won something. But when the mob comes, they're gone. You're on your own. That's true. Those are the facts. We can't change them. All we can control is our own behavior. Should you keep playing along with all of that? Ponder that the next time they demand you get a permit to put a deck on your own house. And think about it even harder the next time you write a tax check. Hey, just a couple points before I sign out and let you enjoy your summer day, uh, June 1st, year of our Lord, 2020. Um, the Mike Flynn story continues to get more and more fun. Uh, the judge, I want to see this today, the judge owes a response to him continuing to keep the case alive, even though there's no prosecu prosecution at all. The DOG dropped the case. So why he kept it open, uh, who knows. Uh, but he's supposed to, he owes a response today uh, for that. Uh, the, according, to the, according to what I've read, the lawyer up is not so crazy. The crazy thing is, is that he's kept the case on the docket after there's no prosecution. Um, Tyron Woodley lost to, I forget the dude's name, but good on him in the UFC fight night. Uh, got destroyed 50 50-44, 50-44. Uh, crazy victory for him. Congratulations. Uh, I want to see how many COVID questions the press secretary, Kayla McAhaney, gets. She's been doing a bang-up job, by the way. Very interesting. If you, if you don't like the media, which I'm not a fan of, uh, she's been doing a bang-up job. Um, in other sports news, the MLB, um, poor bastards, they're having to negotiate. They want to play a 50 per 50 game or 82 game season, a 50 percent uh, season, and only pay like they want to prorate the high salaries significantly, and then keep the uh, prorated salaries for the low players at about 90 percent. So obviously the players aren't nearly dealing with that. I'd be it's going to be really interesting to see how the NBA checks are cut, the NFL checks are cut. All this fun stuff. Like, there's so much lost revenue. Like, they don't realize what they've done and what has occurred due to the shit decisions by President Trump uh, to keep us closed longer than April 15th. And the shit decisions by your governors and your local politicians. So, vote them out, folks. Uh, enjoy your week. I will talk to you later.
Thank you. 